Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And in today's episode, it'll be um, a bit of a quick one here. I'm not sure if you can really tell my voice or really trying to make sure that I'm not showing too much emotion when it comes on to recording the podcast. Uh, but if you can kind of tell or if you kind of already know, I'm a little bit upset about that unfortunate loss when it comes down to the Raiders. We'll get right into it. I'll kind of talk all about the game, kind of break it all down. We're really going to finish up here with um, a preview slash, um, you know, kind of, yeah, I guess a preview, so to say of the Dodgers versus the Padres today with the first game being the, uh, the NLDS. So guys, just get right into it here. I'm also gonna be talking about the, the Lakers here just to give you guys a heads up as well. Uh, as today they got one of their last two or three uh, preseason games and then I have some side um, information as well when it comes down to the Lakers. So obviously guys, Monday night football, stage is all set or was all set. It, Everything was, you know, all the hype was coming up, all the all the attention, all the di- all the different storylines were all in full effect. But unfortunately, Raiders kind of came up a little bit short. They ended up playing a, exceptionally well. I mean, at one point we were up seventeen to nothing. At one point, you know, at the end of the half, we were up twenty to ten. You know, you kind of started to see the things. I mean, we scored those first two touchdowns pretty much at ease. You know, after that, I don't know what happened. Like it was just nothing but field goals and field goals and field goals. Obviously, you'd rather have some of those turn into, you know, some points. But it is one of the things that the Raiders have been kind of struggling with. Once you kind of get into the red zone, unfortunately, you just can't pack it in. There was one time I want to say they got really, really close with Josh Jacobs. Um, I think it might have actually been on that uh, two-point conversion, if I'm not mistaken, as well, where they were trying to pack it in with him. Um, you got to see a lot of great things when it comes down to Josh Jacobs. You, in my opinion, I think you would rather kind of see them switch it, switch things up a little bit. Maybe try to keep Josh a little bit more fresh. But if he's doing a good thing, if he's doing good work, why not keep it rolling? Now, of course, um, it is always one of the things that comes up all the time. I think when it comes down to playing the Chiefs, you want to get the run game, you want to run the ball, and you want to get that going. But a lot of teams get behind. Now, we really didn't have that issue. We were ahead most of the time. Um, it really got me upset when it came down to them to them being able to score and when they got the lead on us, basically, when it was, what was it, 24 to 23 or something like that. To me, in my opinion, none of that should ever happen. You shouldn't be able to have such a big lead and not being able... I, I think I actually even tweeted out, you... I hate this. I hate this whole tale of two halves BS. Like it is, it is what it is when it comes down to it. I know people talk about like, oh, it's not, it's not a big deal to go in and get, um, you know, this upset, this and blah blah blah. 
But this has been going on for the, since the beginning of the season. Like you have a Taylor two halves kind of a kind of a thing. Besides, maybe the Broncos game is the only game that I could think of that where they didn't really play two halves, where it was a full game that they actually ended up playing. You know, you you see here with this game, I don't know what happened with the offense. The offense just like just they just flat out died. Like when it came down to it, it's like they got a flat tire and they just slowly started coming to a, a dead stop. When it came down to the um, when it came down to the defense, you got to see that the defense really they started looking like there was nothing that they could do. When in the beginning, in the beginning of the se- of the season of the game. They were able to apply a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and and that's one of the things that I ended up mentioning on last on on yesterday's podcast. If these guys are able to apply some pressure onto him, you know, make sure make sure that he's not able to escape the pocket and pick up some first downs. That's the best way to do it. Also, that alleviates big time plays that he can make down the field. Now, of course, it's easier said than done and everything, but they were able to do do it really really well in the beginning of the game. I'm really not sure what, you know, Patrick Graham or I don't know whether if it was the Chiefs on their side, whether if they figured out something, you know, if it was something that Patrick Graham changed or maybe he, I don't know if there was any sort of adjustments that he needed to make maybe on down the line, maybe something again that the Chiefs ended up figuring out that that should have led to Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham to you know, make another adjustment or to make an adjustment based on that. Um, if they're not doing that, I don't know, you know, what that guy is doing on the sideline, in my opinion, um, especially now that it's been like this. I mean, like you like either the defense is lights out or they're just like a, a turning or turnstall. You know, they're just going right by them. You know, if if, if it's like this, I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't like how is it that our defense looks that good one moment? then so bad the next it's the same thing with our offense like why is it like how how is this happening like is it that people are really figuring out uh, the team by by halftime like is this what we're really going to be expecting or something like that or is it that they already have a good enough game plan for the first half and then we have to bank on the on the Raiders making a big enough adjustments that are going to make a big difference for the second half like, if that's what we're banking on, it's going to be a rough season, I think, in my opinion. But, hey, that's up to the coaches. That's why they get paid the big bucks. That's why they get paid, um, you know, in order to come up with different solutions, different game plans. You know, that's all on them. We'll, we'll have to see what exactly what happens. Um, I mean, honestly, aside from Josh Jacobs having a big game, Max Crosby having a big game, you know, especially in the Again, it was especially in the first half, you know, all this really happened in the first half when it came when it came down to it. Um, besides, you know, maybe a big run from from Josh Jacobs, um, that big that big passing uh, that big passing play that ended up getting the last minute touchdown that we needed in order to get within striking distance that put us at the twenty nine to thirty mark. And honestly, you can go all kinds of different ways when it comes down to this. Some people are probably going to be a little bit, um, you know, pedo or a little bit upset about the Raiders going for the uh, for the field goal on that one instead of going for the two points or that they should have gone for the field goal instead of going for the two points. 
Uh, you can look at it either way. I mean, why go for a tie when you can go for the win? Uh, maybe the tie solidified it, but then again, you really have no idea if that would have changed up things for the for the Chiefs. You know, maybe they would have been a little bit more aggressive when they got the ball back to make sure that they ended up with a, that they would have had a, a winning a winning drive. Uh, again, so many different ways, so many different things that could have happened. Um, one of the big things that I noticed as well. The Raiders continue to go ahead and let little stupid plays or stupid penalties beat them. Um, they tend to really beat themselves in, in, in a sense, you know. That's kind of what I've been noticing. It's not so much that they're losing or that not so much that they're that the other team is winning these games. It's more the Raiders are losing these games, if you know what I mean. Their, their efforts or something, just the, I don't know what it is, halfway through the game or something like that, they're just... I don't know. Either they're not focused, they're not trying as hard, or they're the again. Maybe the other team has figured out what they're doing, or something like that. You know, whatever the case is, I think something needs to change, in my opinion. Now, if it happens, when it happens, we'll have to wait and see. I'll be covering again the Raiders all season long. We'll be talking about the Raiders all season long, and we'll be you know covering everything when it comes down to how the team is. Uh, producing or how the team is, you know, trending or whatever the case is, but we'll see exactly what happens. Uh, the Raiders do have a bye week. It is a little bit unfortunate to go into the bye week with the with the loss, but hopefully the Raiders can bounce back and they can actually come come back to Las Vegas, come back home and get a W against the Houston Texans because the uh, Texans have been nothing to really write home about this year either. So hopefully they can uh, show that they're not one of those bottom teams and actually end up, end up doing some good work when it comes down to the Texans and build up some confidence. Um, that is a game maybe that I'm hoping to to attend. I guess we'll see. Uh, it might be a first game for my for myself, my, my wife, Rosa, my dad, maybe a couple others, but we'll have to go in and see what happens with that. Uh, so speaking of going uh, of attending games and everything here, uh, see, I'm getting better at my transitions, guys. <laughs> But um, speaking of attending a game, remember I told you guys I had a little bit of a side note when it comes down to the, to the Lakers. So guys, if you guys don't already know, most of you guys, again, are friends, family, um, you know, fr- uh, family of our friends of family, you know, whatever the case is. Um, thank you again for every single one of you who listen, by the way. Uh, thank you very much. And if you guys can definitely spread the word around, tell anyone, friends, family members, coworkers, whoever the case is. Maybe if you want to put somebody to sleep, even, you know, I'm just kidding. But um, last thing here, the one thing that I wanted to mention with the Lakers, with, with me, uh, my birthday is October 21st. Um, it's coming up in about a week or so. I am I, I was hoping to attend a Dodger game, a playoff Dodger game. But unfortunately, the dates don't really coincide. For those of you guys who know, I just started a new job, so I really wouldn't be able to you know, request time off or anything like that to go during the week, even though that would be absolutely amazing, especially going, especially for tonight's game. But uh, with the cases, I am actually going to be attending my first Laker game. Uh, I'm super, super excited. It's going to be for that Sunday game against the Trailblazers. I can't wait to go ahead and go um, to see AD, to see LeBron. Um, I always talked about that. Um, I absolutely hated the fact, I mean, I was a little bit younger. I really didn't have um the capability of being able to go in and go out but or to pay for my own ticket and and all that but for when kobe was around before he retired i always talked i wanted to see kobe play in this and that and of course if you you guys are laker fans you guys are sports fans in general really you guys know that we tragically lost kobe bryant a couple years ago and uh 
you know, it's uh, one of the things that I always talked about with LeBron becoming a Laker is that I didn't want, I did not want to miss the opportunity to see such an amazing player like him play. So, with that being said, I I have my tickets all set October 23rd on that Sunday. Going to be going to Crypto, formerly known as Staples Center, to go watch the Los Angeles Lakers play. It is definitely going to be one of one of my favorite things to go in or one of my one of the things I'm going to be most happy to go and do for my birthday. One of the most exciting birthdays that I'm going to have, um, you know, but uh, not, not I mean, not to go ahead and, you know, you know, crap on all, all the all my other birthdays and everything and this and that. But definitely, definitely excited for it. Uh, so with that being said there, guys, um, Lakers are actually underway today. They got I, I want to say it's their second or third to the last preseason game. Uh, based on what uh, head coach Darvin Ham has been talking about, it seems like these past couple games are actually expecting to have more of a of a of a regular season. What's the word? I'm looking at rotation, if you would. Uh, he mentioned that you should be expecting more of the starters to play um, some of the rotations and some of the minutes to look a little bit more like what they would be doing during the regular season, just kind of give everybody a preview and just to give, I guess, somebody uh, or at least some of the players some uh, some time to play uh, all together, you know, maybe build uh, some of that chemistry, some of that cohesion is. Um, but overall, guys, I mean, uh, from what I've been seeing, I've been a lot happier with this team. This team's just looking like they're they're playing hard. Um, it's it's a big difference, especially when it comes down to the compared to the team from last year. You really see that this team is just a hard a hard playing team. Like they're not just gonna go out there and just expect that things are gonna go good for them or go right for them. Like no, these guys are gonna go out there and take it. Like it's not it's not a matter of like um you know in basketball. I think in in a lot of sports you hear this all the time. You know you either allow the game to come to you or you just take what's yours. You know and. It's. I mean, there's there's some kinds of different ways to be able to approach uh, sports in general. But when you hear that, you hear that it's a team that's a really hard fighting team. You know, a team that doesn't allow easy points. A team that doesn't allow you to just get straight to the basket at ease. Anything like that. You know, it's a it's a team that's gonna go ahead and fight hard. Fight hard for rebounds, for steals. You know, they're gonna have no problem diving for balls. Whatever the case is. They um they play hard, you know. It's just, it's just it, if you know what I'm talking about, especially in basketball. In basketball, it shows I think so so much. Um, I mean, football it shows a lot as well. Just people who just don't give up on plays and who just keep on going, who have that motor that just never stops. You know, uh, they do. They always have the pedal all the way to the metal. You know, if you have, you know just to continue off the cliches. But um. It is uh it is a preview tonight. I want to say or no, is it Tuesday? No, sorry, my apologies. I think it's tomorrow night against the uh, the Timberwolves. Uh, so against the Timberwolves, if it's not tomorrow, then it's tonight, definitely for sure. Um, but it is going to be an exciting one as well, just especially if we have a lot of our starters out there. I know the Timberwolves. I know a lot of teams have been playing their full starters already at this point, and we'll have to see exactly. I mean, Timberwolves are are one of them, so. Uh, we'll see exactly what happens. Maybe we'll start to see a little bit more of a Matt Ryan sighting. Maybe he'll um, have another big game and maybe try to solidify a spot for himself on the rotation. You know, I think one of the big things that we've noticed, I think, in this um, preseason games is shooting is going to be a big, a big deal. But um, in my opinion, a lot of people are talking about that. The Miles Turner, Buddy Heald trade with the Pacers. 
kind of shines a little bit brighter now maybe and i'm not gonna say like it doesn't but it may be maybe it does but the case is you see the team how it's constructed now and i mean you have a guy like matt ryan you have a guy like Cole Swider, you know you have i don't know lonnie i mean lonnie walker i think would probably be one of the closer comparisons to this guy um not to say that they're an exact exact you know identical match or anything like that but when it comes down to buddy healed the guy's an amazing shooter now maybe you won't be able to find exactly the same capacity or, or the same type of a shooter you know as good of a shooter as buddy healed because let's not fit let's not let's not um mess around here buddy healed is an amazing three-point shooter a shooter in general and but the guy's not the best defender when it comes down to it so i mean when it comes down to it if you can find somebody who's a little bit better on the defensive side maybe if he's not as great of a shooter i mean i'll, I'll take that any day and when it comes down to the contract that buddy healed has and when it comes down to the stuff that the pacers are, are really asking for you kind of understand maybe why the lakers were willing to hold back you know because um, I mean, in all reality, that that's a pretty big contract that that uh, Buddy Hill has, and just for a glorified shooter, like it's a little bit much, you know. But if the guy is able to provide a whole lot on the defensive side, maybe because he's not able, maybe because he's not needed as much on the offensive side, then who knows? Maybe that's a that's a big, um, you know, to me, in my opinion, that's a big gamble for a maybe. But we'll see what happens when it comes on to all that. The other player that's involved in that trade is Miles Turner. Now, Miles Turner, he again is is you see you see the reason why teams would need him. You know, provides that spacing. He provides a little. He provides help on the defensive side and everything. And don't get me wrong, I would love to see Miles Turner and Anthony Davis team up on the same team again because of the defensive side. If you guys haven't seen it, if you guys have heard me before and talk about it. Uh, check out the episode it's one where i talk about miles turner i've talked about miles turner coming to the lakers multiple multiple times it seems like he's been linked with the lakers i want to say now over three times and it's been over the span of like two years i think this is going back to like 2020 if i'm not mistaken now the the thing with miles turner is you want to bank on that he's a an exceptionally well you know uh, defender, but uh, also as well that he's a capable offensive player when it comes down to him being able to shoot, you know, him being able to roll to the basket, so on and so forth, you know, big man stuff. Uh, it's funny how you include shooting with that, but nowadays it is a big time quality in the NBA. Now, when it comes down to that, to that whole Miles Turner um, situation and, and everything that's happened with Draymond, I'm not even going to talk about all that. Those rumors are rumors, and if they really happen, then cool. I would not stray away from having Draymond Green on the Lakers. You know, he, he is a big-time piece in there, um, in, in the Warriors' offense, in their whole team, honestly. But we'll see what happens. Um, if that if there's some sort of a trade that can brew from that, then I'll be down with it overall. But um, the, uh, the last couple things when it comes down to the Lakers here is we'll preview a little bit more about the game or we'll talk more about the preseason game once it comes about. But the main thing here that I wanted to talk about is we're in postseason time, baby. It's the NLDS. Stage is all set. Heading out to Los Angeles. The Padres versus Dodgers. 
game one starter has already been announced. You guys heard my last podcast. I talked about it a little bit already. Urias, Julio Urias, the, the, my paisano from my paisano from Mexico, but from Culiacán, uh, Sinaloa. The nickname El Cucuy, you know, the big time, big time uh, game for him. He's going to be one of the first or one of the other um, Mexican starters or Mexican pitching starters for the for the Dodgers. You know, it's uh, friend since Fernando Venezuela. You know, you always have to kind of mention these two together just because of their their heritage. You know, where they come from, the fact that they're both pitchers and exceptionally well. Uh, they both they both came into the league super super young. Uh, you know, but you kind of get a little bit of similar vibes if you know what I mean. Um, especially hearing from some of the some of the Dodger fans that remember uh, Fernando Venezuela's time with the Dodgers. You know, for those of you guys who know, I mean, I'm, I was only born in '92, so I really don't know much about that. But uh, just from, you know, doing my doing my research, doing my history research and everything and all that, you know, I've been able to learn a little bit here and there. But uh, so it would be Julio Rios to start game one, Clayton Kershaw, you know, just old faithful there. Uh, started game number two. You know, you definitely feel secure when it comes down to those two guys being out there. Um, when it comes down to the, to the batting, I'm really thinking that we're going to get off to a good start. The Padres ended up playing all their best pitchers when it came down to the wild card game, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, But, I mean, hey, their pitching staff is still really good. They showed that they had a lot of heart when they went up against the Mets. Um, I think, what, they got four home runs off of Max Scherzer. Um, It's a little bittersweet there because you like, I I really like Max Scherzer, but I hate the fact that he didn't stick around with the Dodgers afterwards. And I guess it's a little happy that, (laughs) a little bit sweet that he, uh, he ended up getting eliminated by the Padres, you know, you know, all that. But anyways, when it comes down to it, though, I am excited for the game. I'm really expecting uh, Julio to have a very dominant game, I, I, whether if he pitches only his six innings, you know, as typical. I'm pretty sure that might be kind of the case or whether if he has a really monster game and he's able to extend it all the way out, give the bullpen a, a rest. And when it comes down to it, I'm really thinking that the batters need to come out hot and ready, like from the very get-go, show that that rest and everything is exactly what they needed, not necessarily that it affected them. But go out there ready, focused, and put on a show for the fans out there in Dodger Stadium. Uh, you know, it's uh, the whole motto that's been going on lately is um, win for Vin, and I absolutely love it. Vin Scully's been the voice of the Dodgers for years upon years upon years. Um, he's been the voice of the Dodgers my entire life, and and I'll never. It's one of the things that I'll never, definitely never, ever, ever forget. Um, he gets to now hang out with my with my primo up there and talk about all kinds of Dodger memories and Dodger stories. Uh, so I know, I know definitely he's gonna be looking down. My cousin Vin, all the all, you know, all kinds of Dodger fans and Dodger grades that have passed. Um, but you know, I definitely think that this is gonna be one of those magical years, guys. Uh, thinking about it just going back i hope i really don't get disappointed after all this and i really hope i don't you know you know end up causing some bad juju or anything like that but i'm gonna be knocking on wood there (laughs) but um it is it is definitely one of the things that i'm excited about when it comes down to this season um i i kind of saw it from the beginning Uh, i think even freddie friedman even talked about it he's like oh yeah the padres they've been hot for the past like you know 10 games he's like hey we've been hot since I don't know, the past four or five months, you know, since the season started kind of deal. You know, it's, um, 
you see that the Dodgers really never stopped at any point. I mean, in order to win 111 games out of 162, that's pretty incredible. Like, you have to be super, super consistent. You have to have some sort of a, you know, big-time streak. And really, the Dodgers didn't have, like, huge dominating streaks where they won, you know, 10 in a row, 12 in a row multiple times or anything like that. Or even that they won six in a row multiple times or anything like that, you know? They, they really just dominated a lot by winning two out of the three in a lot of their series. Uh, there was a couple of them that they sweeped and everything here and there, but they really never built any kind of a huge, huge, um, you know, streak or anything like that. But we'll see what happens except for that. I think it was like 12 or 13 wins that they got in a row. Now, that's definitely a big win and everything there. That's actually where they got that big or they increased their lead from the Padres. But... Again, that's going to do it with my preview here, guys. Um, it is really just a short preview just because we already know who the starters are. Um, we're going to see who's, who exactly is going to be batting. I really don't think it's going to be anything different from maybe Will Smith at, at catcher. We already know we got Rodriguez at the pitcher, Freddie Freeman at first. Um, I'm not sure who they'll be playing at second. Um, I know Mookie towards the end was playing second baseman at times, so maybe they might continue with that. Um, I know Trey Turner is going to be over at short. Um, maybe you're going to be having Justin over at third. Um, DH will probably have to be what, like Max Muncy or something like that, or or you have to go in and see. I uh, definitely should be having Boom Mookie out there, of course. Uh, Bellinger. Um, I know uh, I know Chris Taylor's been a little bit hurt here and there, so I get uh, we'll have to see exactly who the, um, Dave Roberts wants to put out there. I'll be tweeting it out once I see the starting lineup and everything there. Give you guys my opinions or give you guys my thoughts. But until next time, though, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Definitely don't forget to go ahead and, um, you know, if you have Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, whatever you're listening to this, definitely go ahead and try to see if you can um, follow me, rate the, the podcast, you know, give me five stars, do whatever you can. Anything that you do definitely helps. Uh, but then as well, definitely don't forget to follow me on my Instagram, on my Twitter account. Sh- shoot me up an email, do whatever you want, um, you know, do, do any of those to go to, um, you know, get in, get in contact with me. Or if you want to just let me know how, how the podcast is or anything like that, I would definitely, definitely, definitely ap- appreciate it. And again, those are going to be at West Coast Pod 702, West Coast Pod 702. So, guys, thank you again for attending today's podcast or for listening to today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys uh, learned a little bit more. We'll see what happens again with the Dodgers. We'll be talking about it all this week. And But until next time, guys, peace.